When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Finish The Witcher. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. I'm desperate for yes. more. I know. I'm like, oh, I'm glad you're now hooked. I loved it. Mm-hmm. But now I like don't really have like a TV show. Mm-hmm. And so I literally was sitting there like, is it time for another Vampire Diaries rewatch? Yeah. Is it time for a Rain rewatch? Is it time for a Gilmore Girls rewatch? Like what? And I was like, or you can just read more, Alex. <laughs> I was like, you don't, you don't have to fill the void with watching your favorite comfort shows over and over. We can just read new books and go on adventures that way. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Um, this week, we're doing chapters 34 through 39, and we are calling this episode Adriata Under Attack. I had such a hard time taking notes on this section yeah. because I was so invested in reading it yes. that it was hard for me to break it down like I normally do. <laughs> yep. So pardon me if my notes are not as glorious <laughs> as they normally are because I was reading it and I was like... I like wound up reading a whole chapter and then I was like, I took zero notes. And so I had to like go back and reread and try to break it down. Yeah. It was just harder because it was so, I don't know, intense maybe isn't the right word, but it was just like. I think intense is Intense a good word. and feelsy and there was just a lot happening. So. Yeah. No, I found myself doing the same thing where mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you haven't taken any notes. Let's, let's go back and ask yeah. you now. Um, so I completely understand. So start with chapter 34. Yeah. All right. Um, I like the shorter chapters. I know. I do too. (laughs) I appreciate like a six page chapter. It's a lot easier. Or like a three and a half. Yes. I'm happy. Um, Okay. So chapter 34 summary was neutral. So Lucian leaves for his journey to the continent and Amran shares some disturbing news. What were your thoughts? So there's not much to this chapter, but I felt like there was a lot in it. Yeah. Um, it just seems like Lucian and Reese have finally made peace and yeah. Elaine might've actually wanted to speak to Lucian ah! and then like, what the heck? The summer court's been attacked <laughs> like, for such a short chapter. There was a lot. I totally agree. Well, the chapter even started with something that you hadn't mentioned and I just, I think it's so funny. It's like not funny, but it's funny. That, um, so Amron had been hunting in Valaris the night before. Yep. So Moore, um, kind of was explaining to her that, um, Amron kind of goes out and that some people who are, like, out in Valaris 
paint their thresholds in lamb's blood as a sort of offering to her or like a payment to stay away or leave out cups of lamb's blood. And I just, I thought it was so funny. And so the quote is, as if everyone in the city knew that the High Lord Second, that small-boned female, she was the monster that defended them from the other horrors of the world. And I don't know. I just, I, the people of Valaris are just hilarious. I thought like Prince wonderful. of Egypt when I read yes! that. I was like, <laughs> just keeping the gut out. Like, please stay away. Stay away. Don't take my firstborn. I know. No, that it just it made me laugh in this in the midst of all the obviously like dark stuff that's happening. Yeah. Um, also Lucian's outfit. Yes. I was reading this and I was like, okay, Lucian. <laughs> I was like, look at you dressing up like an Illyrian. Yeah. I was, I was here for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, so Lucian kind of came down, him and Feyre have a bit of a moment. Um, Lucian's about to take Reese's hand and we see Elaine on the top of the stairs. Mm-hmm. And this just made me sad. It said, um, their gaze is locked and held, but Elaine said nothing, did not so much as take one step downward. Lucian inclined his head in a bow, the movement hiding the gleam in his eyes, the longing and sadness. And when Lucian turned to signal Therese to go, he did not glance back at Elaine, did not see the half step she took towards the stairs as if she'd speak to him, stop him. Then Reese was gone and Lucian with him. It just was sad. I know. I was like, was she going to talk to you finally? And then you missed it. I know. And like, are they going to see each other again? When are they going to see each other? And if, because like he's going on a very dangerous mission on the continent. So like stuff, something could happen. I know. And so before that, Lucian's like getting ready to leave and he's talking to Farah. She thanks him and he says, it was time for me to do something. Hmm. And I'm just like, is this kind of, not necessarily now, but kind of, going back to when he was at the spring court and didn't do anything is this kind of him making up Mm. for like not doing anything then interesting i feel like there's like deeper deeper level for that oh i love that because i took that as like he doesn't just want to like hang around valaris anymore yeah but you're saying like did it do something against highburn oh that's so much deeper that's what i hope at least (laughs) i know maybe it's both uh, and then also um, it says, like, Reese extended a hand to Lucian. Lucian studied it, then my mate's face. I could nearly see all the hateful words they'd spoken dangling between them, between that outstretched hand and Lucian's own. But Lucian took Reese's hand, that silent offer of not only transportation. <laughs> and I was like, I think they've made up. Like, just the I way, know. like, no words exchanged, but just just the way, like, she's looking at it feels like they've kind of made up. Yeah. Which I like. I like that, too. Um, and then it ends with the summer court being attacked by Hibern. Yeah. Amarin just like bursts into the townhouse and tells everybody. It's yeah. like, how did, what? Yeah. How, how do you know this? Where how did this do you come know? from? What, what's happening? What's going on? <laughs> so very anxiously move on to the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, chapter 35 summary is, spoiler, the night court provides aid to summer and goes to help Adriata in its time of need. War has begun. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. I hate, I hate seeing Adriata like being destroyed Ugh. like this after everything that they went through. I just I remember when we Ugh. first visited Adriata yes. and the descriptions of it, and mm. you and I were just like, "This is the most. This sounds so beautiful." Yeah, and they were rebuilding 
like their castle and their Still city. Still from the Amarantha. Oh right. my gosh, I forgot about that. And so it's like it's just more destruction. It's so sad. But I love like how Mor and Feyre know their role and they just like go after it, trying to help everybody in the castle that they can, especially the lesser Fey. I know it just it was another like tear to my eye, like just like badass moment with the two of them. I loved it. I loved Mor and Feyre in this so much. Yeah. Um, so apparently the blood ruby really didn't mean much to, <laughs> to from for Amran, um, because Varian and Amran apparently have been communicating. I guess, yeah, because he's the one that gave her like the warning message, and you didn't. He didn't ask for help. He gave her yes. a warning message. Yeah, that's what surprised me. Is it wasn't like, hey, we're desperate, come help us. Mm-hmm. It was to prepare, start preparing your own defenses. Right. What? Who asks? Like, who doesn't ask for help if they're under attack? Like, he must, I mean... They must think it's over. And, well, in the summer court, definitely thinks the night court is terrible because, I mean, they stole from them. So right. I think they kind of live up to their reputation in that regard. So they're like, why would we ask for help? When- yeah. I think as a whole, maybe, but, like, as, you know, Cassian and Amron kind of get to the bottom of here, mm-hmm. like, her and Prince Varian are friends. Yes. It's just a lot. I know. Um, but I loved Feyre's response and it was, we cannot leave Tarquin to face them alone. I know. It's like, no, you can't. You brave, brave woman. Go, go. help. Go help them. Go help them. And so they're going to get the Illyrians and go help. Get yeah. Yada. So Cassian and Azrael are going to go lead them into summer court. Yeah. Um, and Reese winnows the entire legion into How much power. Adriana, I, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> the whole freaking like, legion I, of warrior, you winnowed them in. I was like, can you do it like 10 at a time? Like, cause you know I what I mean? Like, are you going like one at a time? That would take forever. Is it like a really epic thing where they're all like in like a war, like square and mm-hmm. everyone's touching everyone's shoulder mm-hmm. and then he like winnows everybody. Like, is it something epic like that where he can do I like hundreds at a time? Be. It would have to be. You'd have to, but it's pretty epic. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. So while Reese, Cassie, and Azrael dealing with that, Moore and Feyre are prepping at the house. Mm-hmm. They have an interesting interaction with Nesta. Yeah. Where I can't, I can't totally tell what's going on in Nesta's head here mm-hmm. because she asks them. She just like appears and she's like, "Will you fight?" And Feyre says, "We'll fight if it's required." And then Nesta says, what do you know of battle? I couldn't tell if my sister's tone was insulting or merely inquisitive. And it says, um, we know plenty, Moore said tightly, arranging her long braid between the blades crossed over her back. I like could imagine that so clearly where it's oh, like, yeah. she's doing, we know plenty. And then um, Farrah just tells her like, we'll send word when we can. And mm-hmm. then just leave her there. And I just... I don't know. I'm like, Nestor, like, are you worried about your sister? Like, are you worried? Right. Is that why you're asking? Mm-hmm. Or are you just being, a, like, an ass yeah. for a minute? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming it's a little bit more on the worried side. I feel like it's, I took it as more confused. Like, what, as in, mm. like, a genuine, what do you know about war? Like, what do you, you don't know yeah. how to fight kind of thing. Yeah. And just I think, kind of go ahead. surprised. Yeah, I think Nesta's, um, in the way we've talked about with sisters before, mm-hmm. where you could grow into an entirely different person, but your sister still sees you as something else. Yeah. I wonder if it's like Nesta just doesn't even know mm-hmm. who Feyre is anymore. I and think she's that's still it. learning that. And she's like, wait, Feyre can fight? Mm-hmm. Feyre does these things? Yeah. You know, I think it's, I think it's partly that. I think so. 
So um, eventually, Feyre gets the message and more and her winnow yep. to Adriata. Mm-hmm. And the images here are just like staggering. Yeah. Um, some quotes that really stuck out is that the waters of the bay were red. Smoke rose in gnarled black columns from buildings and foundering ships. People screamed. Soldiers shouted. So many. I had not anticipated the scope of how many soldiers there would be on either side. I thought it would be neat lines, not chaos everywhere. And it's just like, oh, Yeah, nobody wants. No. Nobody wants that. There's just so much. Um, but I love how, like, Moore takes the lead here. And mm-hmm. she's kind of just, like, advising Farah. She goes into, like, I don't know, this warrior mode, I yeah. feel like. Um, I love warrior mode. I know. And, but I like she's doing it to like protect Farah because she's her high lady, but also just because she's experienced in this. Yeah. So I just liked how she was leading them. I agree. And Farah said something at one point. I didn't mark it, but just something along the lines of like how Moore was talking to her was not like in a belittling way. It wasn't in like a questioning yeah. way. It was just like very matter of fact, like this is what we're all dealing with. This mm-hmm. is what we're going to go do. Yeah. Let's go. And so I appreciated that. Yeah. And so they're fighting, and Farrah says, she said, none of them enjoyed this, I realized, my friends. They had gone to war and back and had not found it worth glorification, had not let its memory become rose-tinted in the centuries following, but they were willing to dive into its hell once again for the sake of Prithian. (laughs) And it's, like, that's so true. I feel like after, like, terrible fighting, people have, like, these great war stories, and they make themselves out to be, like, the hero, and it was so great, this battle, but, like, her friend's, like, they realize how terrible it is. The High Fae are, like, barricading themselves in mm-hmm. the upper levels. Right. And, like, trapping basically the lesser Fae down below and they don't have as much magic. Right. So I'm just like, that's terrible. Well, it's not surprising based off of, like, the initial conversation we had with Tarquin right. in Akamath where he basically was like, we treat lesser Fae like shit in my court. Yeah. So... It makes sense. Not entirely surprising. No, but I love that Moore and Farah like head down mm. to like go help them. I love it. It's, yeah, we're we're starting to have a Valaris attacked moment where it's mm-hmm. like a tear is slowly rolling down my face. Yes. So chapter thirty six. This was one. Look, I have almost no notes on this one because it was like <laughs> I can't stop just reading. But it was so good. Mm-hmm. Um. So Farah and Moore battle to save the people of Adriata. What were your first thoughts? It was just, like, such an intense battle scene. And, like, I can totally picture Moore and Farrah, like, making their way through the streets and, like, clearing them out as they go. And, yeah, like I said, it was just honestly so hard to take take notes on this chapter (laughs) while I was reading it. I'm also – I'm always so impressed with authors when they write, like, good battle and, like, war scenes. Yeah. I feel like it's so hard to imagine, like, the scope of a war. Yeah, especially when there's so many characters. Yes. Like, to keep it so that it's, like, you can see this character fighting out this scene Mm -hmm. and make it detailed enough that, like, it's good writing. Yes. But also you're getting everyone's perspective. So, yeah, it's super hard. So I respect that. I was very impressed. Mm-hmm. So they start moving down killing people left and right mm-hmm. um i really appreciate pharaoh's use of her magic in some of these ways yeah. i think it's interesting when we like get that balance of like physical and magic mm-hmm. intertwined yeah 
Um, it's just, I don't know. It's just really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She winds up sending out like darkness. So nobody yes. can see except her because, you know, she can change her eyes like she did in Akamath. Well, her and, and more. Yep. And more. <laughs> she says more, I think was born able to see in the darkness. I, I don't understand Moore's <laughs> powers. I do not understand. I don't all. either, but I love it. I love it, but I don't understand. This. Like, what does seeing in the dark have to do with mm. truth telling? I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. It's the night court. It's <gasps> part of the night court. So frustrating. I just, I, I know I am such a Moore's, like, fan. I'm yeah. like Moore's number one fan. Mm-hmm. This chapter, I was just like, I love her so much. Yeah, she was she epic. She is a queen. She is a battling queen. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, so, Feyre in this particular scene puts out the darkness, and her and Moore just start winnow kill, winnow kill, winnow kill. Yeah. All of the soldiers lift the darkness, and then, like, all the Semercult soldiers are just, like, gaping at them, like, what, what did you just do? <laughs> this happened! And I just, I was like, this is just so badass. Yep. I love it. And you can almost tell, like, they're in tune with another, or with one another mm-hmm. very quickly. Because at the start of that, they just kind of, like, reached a phase. And it's like, Moore is telling them, don't be afraid. And Feyre's reaching out her hand to do the darkness. And I'm mm-hmm. like, how do you guys, like, understand that that was what was about to happen between no the two idea. of you? You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, it felt so intuitive. Mm-hmm. And you can just see how well they're working together. Yeah. Um. So they cleared the palace, and then they started going out to the city streets. Mm-hmm. And they're moving through. They're killing people as they come. Feyre's kind of like mentally knocking on Reese's mind. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to point out one thing. Like Ooh, as yeah. they're as they're clearing the streets, like they mention, like you know, it's summer. The sun's like coming up, and she's sweating. And I'm like thinking, they're in the summer court. Like I'm just picturing myself wearing leather pants <laughs> in the heat of summer, trying yep. to run. And I was just like, this sounds terrible like you'd be so exhausted doing that with like a cool breeze but to do that in the heat of summer in leather pants like this just sounds miserable it's not just leather pants it's like full leather like it's like long sleeves that's awful (laughs) i was like that's gotta be terrible i was like you're already like parched from like exhaustion but like the sweat you would be pouring out because of your outfit choice i just that really stuck out to me and i don't know why that's such an important thing to me but it really Mm -hmm. was (laughs) no i'm with you i'm so with you but then she's knocking on reese's mental yes walls and so she'd been trying to avoid it so that everyone could stay focused Mm -hmm. but as they're wandering the street she kind of just needs to know like where is he what's going on Mm -hmm. and she kind of gets to slip in and we find reese epically landing on a ship yes which i'm just like mm, mm. okay anyway so he had he kills six soldiers instantly mm-hmm. the others have halted reese apparently has been looking for something mm-hmm. because apparently right when they got there there had been something that had been muffling his powers yeah and that was preventing him from le- landing these like epic blows because he can basically make people like disintegrate into nothing. Right. But he's only able to do it so far, and this was where he tracked it. Mm-hmm. And so he he gets there. He's starting to move like towards inside the ship to kill people and figure out what's happening. And the King of Highburn appears. I was just like, what? I don't know. I just it's a lot. I was like, this son of a bitch just, just like casually hanging out on a boat. I know. And it's like Farah is literally watching this through his eyes. Yeah. Like she can't do anything. And I just 
imagine the terror like of seeing like you're inside your mate's eyes and so yes. it's like for him to see hybrid and it's like your fear for him to see hybrid oh, yep. that's just that's so daunting there's a lot of layers and i hate them all i know <laughs> uh yeah anything else on 36 Mm-mm, all right no. we'll keep moving I chapter know. 37 i put reese has a chat with the king of hybrid <laughs> what yeah. were your thoughts all I can say is that if this is like just a taste of what's to come, yeah, we're so screwed. <laughs> I know, so screwed. I know, it's terrible. Uh, so like Reese knew that Highburn or someone powerful had been the source of like his power not working, mm-hmm. um, but yet he was willing to go alone. Freaking course, Reese, stop it. Ugh. Um, and so. Reese and the King of Highburn are initially having this chat, Mm -hmm. which just on a side note, I have theories as to why, but I just want to highlight, Mm -hmm. we don't know the King of Highburn's name. No. He keeps just being referred to as the King, and that is sus to me, regardless. (laughs) Um, So they're doing this, and Reese is like thinking, what what is he supposed to do? Should Mm -hmm. he kill him? Should he take him? Should he hold him hostage? They figure it out. And I really appreciated Feyre's feedback here yes which was just kill him mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like yes like we don't need some grins no here. just kill him just Be kill him with it. we don't need anything else not like there's no point yeah in, no kill him and my thought is it's like you use so much of your power do you have enough to kill him that's true and you don't have it but here's the thing if you don't have enough power to kill him mm-hmm. you definitely don't have enough power to trap him no for sure no so between the two we have to lean towards kill. Yes. Like, please, just mm-hmm. do it, Reese. But I was just like, I was worried that he was going to, like, stall out enough. I know. That he'd lose his opportunity, which is why whenever Faye was like, just kill him. I know. I'm like, listen to her. Um, and it says, Reese lunged toward the king's mind and met nothing, not a trace, not a whisper, as if he were nothing but wicked thought and ancient malice. The king clicked his tongue. I had heard you were a charmer, Resand, yet here you are, groping and pawing at me like a green youth. And I was like, that cannot be good. Like, no. the fact that, because usually everybody's got, like, this mental, like, wall that you scrape against, yes. but he said there's nothing. Nothing. And it's like the king can clearly sense what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't like this. I don't either. And the king is being a dick and bringing up Amarantha, because mm-hmm. he knows, and he's trying to, like, dig at Reese. Mm-hmm. And well, I think he's enraged at Farah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because she killed Amarantha, the Ator, and his royals that she sent to the Spring Court. Yep. Um, yeah, he goes, Such a remarkable girl, your mate. First Amarantha, then my pet, the Ator. Then she broke past all the wards around my palace to aid your escape. Your escape. Not to mention my niece and nephew. She savage dagged in and ran out. And for what reason? Um, so, like, but I feel like he knows he's going to get revenge um, because it, apparently Farrah's destruction of the spring court, like Highburn was able to plant more soldiers there. Yeah. So I just want to point out, I thought it was too much what Pharaoh was doing in the spring court. <laughs> I was right. Okay. But also, who's, whose fault is it Highburn was there in the first place? Tamlin. Tamlin. Do you really think if Highburn tried to put more soldiers in the spring court, Tamlin would have stopped him? No. Tamlin is using Feyre as an excuse. Tamlin would have been doing this shit either way. I'm just saying. No, I feel like I'm was, just saying. I think it was too far because his court has like fallen apart and there was nobody to stop him. But Tamlin would have done it anyway. 
I'm that's saying. the thing. That's the thing. Tamlin showed time and time again he was not <laughs> standing up to Highburn. He was kowtowing to them because he wanted to come across as, I don't know, fancy. His pride was constantly getting in the way. I 100% believe if Feyre had not done what she did, it would have happened the exact same way. But Tamlin just would have felt better about himself. (laughs) Screw that guy! So that's how I feel about it. No, I think it's really shitty to blame Feyre. I don't blame. I'm not blaming Feyre. I'm just saying. No, I'm... I'm referencing towards something later in this section. Mm -hmm. Just in general, I'm like, Feyre is not at fault here. Yeah. Tamlin gave Highburn the Mm go-ahead a long time ago. Yeah, no, for sure. So, like, when Tarquin gets cranky later, Mm -hmm. I'm like, Tarquin, let's let's point at who the real problem is here. It's not her. Um, So, anyway, um, but Reese... Let's see. So, um, he's chatting with the king, mm-hmm. and again, this gave me like a little bit of like freakout moment. Um, but it says that the king went on casually. Quote: It will take everything you know to try to stop me. Everything you have, and it still won't be enough. And when you have given everything, and you are dead, Resand, when your maid is mourning over your corpse, I'm going to take her. And I'm just like, please stop. I like, Hyburn, go away. But I loved Reese's response. He goes, she defeated Amarantha and the Ator. I doubt you'll be much of an effort either. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, he's just always so defensive her number her. one fan. I know. He believes in her so hard. Um, so Hyburn does let him know that the spell will, will wear off. It mm-hmm. was another little trick he picked up. Yep. Um, but then Reese tries to kill Hyburn. Well, so he asks why. Oh, and yeah, I thought right. this was a really like interesting answer. The king said, for humans, lesser fairies, and half for half-breeds, in this new world of yours, there was room at the table for everyone, so long as they thought like you. But the loyalists, how you delighted in shutting us out, looking down your noses at us. You want to know why? Because we suffered when you stifled us, when you shut us out. I have no interest in spending another five centuries seeing my people bow before human pigs, seeing them claw out a living while you shield and coddle those mortals, granting them our resources and wealth in exchange for nothing. So we shall reclaim what is ours, what was always ours, what will always be ours. Mm. Well, now we know why he wants this war. Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting because I, I was thinking about this and it's like, were they really treated badly after this like were they set up in such a way where they could no longer live or function or Mm -hmm. did they just not have as much as they used to and they looked at that deficit as like being treated badly when it's like in reality Mm -hmm. like you're just being treated more normally right versus like god yeah and so it's just i'm i'm really curious obviously we don't know like the history of highburn and how, what its right. people's been dealing with but yeah it's I'm, like did you lose it a seat at the table because like things changed and like nobody wanted you there anymore or yeah. do you just mentally feel like you weren't included exactly because yeah. it, it's one of those things where it's like you know if you have a mansion mm-hmm. and you downgrade to like a five bedroom house right you could look at oh, look at all we've lost. And mm-hmm. it's like, reality is you still have a five-bedroom house and it's a really nice house. You're not yeah. actually being treated badly. <laughs> You're just, it's just different. It's not right. as extravagant. But I'm curious, like, is there also 
other opportunities where there's truth to that like did yeah. they not do things in like the best way for them I, I in my like thinking I feel like a lot of the times mm-hmm. there's a li- one side is typically mostly true right but there's usually a little bit of truth on the other side mm-hmm. so that was intriguing yeah from I Hybern. thought so I'm like I wonder what parts of that were actually true yeah I think there might be some. Oh, I'm sure there's a little bit of truth to that. Not to justify him. No. But just in my curiosity. <laughs> hmm So, anyway. But that's when Reese kind of lashes out at him. Yep. With some power. And it just goes right through the king. Mm-hmm. And the king's not there. It's just like an illusion or a shade of him. Piece of crap. What a trick. Yep. And so the king just disappears. He says, did you think I'd appear at this battle myself? A taste. This battle is only a taste for you to whet your appetite. And then he was gone. I just feel like Reese has totally underestimated Highburn. Just like everything that keeps playing out. I don't know what he has. He keeps saying like, this is the worst possible thing. I know. I don't know though. I just, I just feel like everybody's underestimating him, including Reese. I... I think there's truth to that. And I think also they're just like, it's one thing to like know mm-hmm. your opponent, but it's another thing to be equipped to handle your opponent. Yeah. And true. part of me wonders, it's like, does he know, but he's just not equipped to deal with it. That might be. And that's part of the problem. Cause I feel like he has all these trick spells and it's like, why does nobody else have these like secret spells <laughs> that they can just bust I know. out? I don't know. Like, Reese, I feel like you should have some trick spells. I know. You would think. <laughs> Reese of all people. I know. Regardless. Okay. Chapter 38? Yep. I put, in the aftermath of the attack, Feyre and Reese seek reconciliation with Tarquin. I, like, feel so bad for the summer court. Like, they seem to always be the victim. Like, Amarantha, Hybern. Um, and just, you know, Tarlet. Tarquin truly thinks the blame lies on Farrah and Reese. And, like, mm-hmm. I can't say I blame him for the feeling. No. So, I don't know. I mean, he's dealing with his own really terrible, crazy shit right now. Right. So, um, well, Farrah kind of pulls out of that vision mm-hmm. and, or out of Reese's mind, and her and Moore um, start going back to the palace mm-hmm. in order to start helping people and figure out what's next because. Once the King of Highburn left, that spell kind of had been lifted, mm-hmm. and between Resand and Tarquin, they kind of took most of them out very quickly. Yeah, which I'm always thoroughly impressed by. Mm-hmm. But Feyre had an observation that I thought was interesting. She says, um, "It wasn't only the cost of life that ripped and devastated and sundered." It was the altering of a soul with it. The realization that I could perhaps go back home to Valaris, perhaps see peace achieved and cities rebuilt. But this battle, this war, I would be the thing forever changed. Mm-hmm. I was like, war is terrible. I know. <sighs> so they make it to the palace. There are, you know, hurt soldiers everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they come across Varian. Mm-hmm. And Varian takes them to Tarquin. Yeah. Well, he tells them, like, he's in the Oak Dining Room, and she's mm-hmm. immediately thinking Reese, but it's actually oh, right. Tarquin. <laughs> yes. And Tarquin is rightfully so, like, very cold and angry. Yeah. She says, um, the kindness, the consideration that I had last seen on the High Lord's face was gone, replaced by a grim, cold thing that made my stomach turn. 
it's sad to see someone shift so clearly between the two. I know. And Tarquin was just such a light. Like, he was just so joyous. He was. So I hate to see him like this. Yeah. And he heard, I heard, or he said, I heard you two cleared the palace and helped clear the island. His words were low, lifeless. More inclined to her head. Your soldiers fought, fought bravely beside us. And then Tarquin goes to, Fe- or looks to Feyre and says, I thought you came to finish the job. I heard Tamlin took you. Then I heard the spring fort fell, collapsed from within, its people in revolt, and you had vanished. And when I saw the Illyrian legion sweeping in, I thought you had come for me too, to help Highburn finish us off. I'm like, Hmm. seriously? I know. I was like, I know you thought they were bad. Like, they stole from you for sure. But to finish you off? You thought they were on Highburn's side? I feel like they had so many opportunities to have killed you during that trip. Like, yeah. But it's like, did they only keep you alive during that trip to steal the Book of Breathing, which Highburn could use? So it's like, I get how he could think that. Yeah, but he also talked about how he thought Reese might be good based off of his experience with him. So I'm like, you're... But that was initially. That was before they stole the book. Correct. But I feel like what I'm trying to say there is Tarquin is smart. Yes. He is very observant, very smart. Mm -hmm. And they did a shitty thing. But I am very surprised that out of that the Mm -hmm. conclusion he drew was there with highburn they came to finish us off today that's what i'm surprised by like i know he hates them Mm -hmm. i don't think that that would change i could see that being his thought process though because it's like you thought they were good when they first came there and then they totally deceived you and now he's just questioning everything right it's like did they deceive you so that they could help highburn yeah and like they put on this front for you so it's like i could see where he's coming from that's true um um, and then at one point, so he's just kind of blowing more off, does not even want to engage with her. Yeah. Because um, she tried to respond. He said, I am talking to Feyre Archeron. And he asks Feyre, why? And Feyre answers, our dreams are the same. I and I just thought that was a really good answer. Yeah. Because it does. It really answers all the different things. Because it's like, what is he asking why about? It's like, yeah. really, whatever it is, like, our dreams are the same. Mm-hmm. And he goes, is that how you justified stealing from me? And that's when Reese comes in. Yeah. Tells him, my mate and I had our reasons, Tarquin. And that's when Tarquin realizes they're mates. He mm-hmm. didn't realize that from, yep. like, before. Um, which I think it's hilarious that Reese goes, wasn't it obvious? I know. Because, <laughs> like, kind of was, looking back. Um, let's see. Uh, we find out Varian, or Tarquin didn't know that Varian sent them a message. Yes. Which is interesting that he wouldn't tell his, like, high lord. Mm-hmm. Interesting. very interesting mm-hmm. but then yeah like Tarquin clearly blames Fair and Reese for all this right um, he said when you went into the spring court and deceived Tamlin as well about your true nature when you destroyed his territory you left the door for her, you left the door open for Highburn they docked in his harbor it was an easy trip to my doorstep you did this which is where I will say mm-hmm. Tamlin did it yes Chill, but Farah destroyed his whole court. Just saying, Farah. Here's Farah can destroy the Spring Court, but this was all set in motion by Tamlin. Here's the thing: what Tarquin doesn't know about is he doesn't know about the interaction at Highburn. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know Tamlin is besties with Highburn and (laughs) sold them out. He does. He doesn't know all of that. That's the reason why he's assuming it's them. Mm -hmm. I believe an informed Tarquin would also come to the same conclusion that this is all Tamlin's (laughs) fault. But that's just me. It's just me. 
Um, but at one point, Feyre, he's like, at, he says, do you plan to steal anything else before you go? You mm-hmm. can just tell he's, you know, yeah, venting a bit. And Feyre says to him, tend to your wounded Tarquin. And he goes, don't give me orders. And so you can tell, like, he's just very intense right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's interesting that Risa's, like, trying to apologize. Mm-hmm. And Feyre's like, we're here to help you. And Tarquin's just like, get out. Take your army with you. We can hold the bay now that they don't have the surprise on our side. And he just, like, wants nothing to do with them. Yeah, but Reese's response is, I saw enough of Highburn in the war to tell you this attack is just a fraction of what the king plans to unleash. Come to the meeting, Tarquin. We need you. Prithia needs you. He says, get out. And Farrah's offer holds. We are at your disposal. Tarquin says, take your mate and leave. And I'd suggest warning her not to give High Lord's orders. <laughs> he says, she is High Lady of the Night Court. She may do as she wishes. <sighs> I love it. I love High Lady. And then Tarquin goes, you do love to spit on tradition, Mm. which I also really appreciated his response. And then they leave. But, Mm. like, I definitely think that that – I think Tarquin in this moment was, like, really focused on his power, Mm -hmm. and I think he was grasping for that um, in the midst of this chaotic situation, and that's why he was being such a dick to Feyre because he's like, I'm a High Lord and you're not, so Mm -hmm. get over it. But – Reese putting that up there, he's like, crap, I have to be, like, remotely decent to this person now because she's also at my level. I think he's, like, a little begrudged about it, but Mm -hmm. we'll see. And I think he's, like, mad at them, but I don't think he's as mad as he could be at them. It's, like, just his little comment about, like, oh, you love to spit on tradition. It's, like, you can tell he's not, yeah, like, I don't know. It's, like, they were friends and that you know, Reese and Farah did a shitty thing. Mm-hmm. But at the core, it's like there were you were friends for a reason. You know, we can apologize and overcome and get back to it mm-hmm. if you wish. Yep. All right, last chapter. Yes, chapter thirty-nine. Um, the Illyrians treat their wounded as Farah reels from her first battle. The inner court makes plans for the upcoming High Lords meeting. What was your first thoughts? I hate seeing Reese so like hopeless almost mm-hmm. it's just like we've never seen him like this and i just i'm glad fair is there to lift him up yeah so i agree um so they're at the illyrian camp that's mm-hmm. in the hills above adriata and i just i love Feyre's care for her people mm-hmm. and how she's just like working and working and working trying to help heal them yeah but obviously she goes a little too far mm-hmm. and like passes out from exhaustion which makes sense mm-hmm um and she like wakes up in a tent and she's like how long was i out and reese says three hours (laughs) you should sleep um but anyway so they start talking about like the impacts of war the people who've died telling the families Mm -hmm. all of that which like that just makes me so sad for cassian to have to deliver that kind of news like how hard would that be so hard terrible and it's when we talked about like his personality as like a Gryffindor, mm-hmm. and even as, like, in the Enneagram world, like, a 7 slash 8. Mm-hmm. Like, there's such joy in his personality. Yeah. And it's, so, like, to be confronted with such difficult things and having to deal with that, I'm sure is, like, very difficult for him. Yeah, I would think so. Um, And then Reese is kind of opening up about Highburn mm-hmm. and his fears. Yeah. 
Um, he said, the king only came today to taunt me. The library attack, this battle, it was all to toy with me, us. He knows about us, our histories. He knew the library. He picked it for what it meant to me, not just to take Nesta. And it's like, how does Hybern have such insight into everything? Questions. Um, so as they're talking and kind of like sitting on how much of a foe Hybern is, mm-hmm. Feyre gets a little practical and she says, we need allies. We can't face the brunt of this war alone. And Reese says, I know. And then she says, move the meeting with the High Lord sooner, three days from now. So they're going to kind of like escalate their plans yep. in order to try and, you know, meet this need. Mm-hmm. But the next thing that happened just gave me such like a sob moment. Yeah. Um, Feyre tells him that she loves him. And Reese says, there was a time when I dreamed of hearing that, when I never thought I'd hear it from you. Our trip here was the first time I let myself hope. Oh, I know. And I just remember, like, yeah. when they, like, raise their glasses to each other. To stars. stars and dreams that are answered. I know. And, like, there was such, like, oh, you're hanging out with so-and-so, and that makes me mad moments that I was just. The ugh. petty jealousy. The petty jealousy. Um, but this kind of, like, spurs Feyre into thinking, like, we need to shift how we do this. Mm -hmm. And so she basically says that, like, she says, I think the time has come for us to remove the masks to stop playing the part. Mm -hmm. She wants to let the rest of the High Lords in on who they are Mm -hmm. and, you know, what their dreams are. I know. She says, Valar, it's a secret no more. The king knows too much about us, who we are, what we are. And if we're to ally with the other high lords, I think they need the truth. They will need the truth in order to trust us. The truth about who you really are, who Moore and Cassian and Asriel really are. Look at how poorly things went with Tarquin today. We can't, we can't let this continue like this. Okay. Yeah. So no more masks, no more rules to play. We go as ourselves, as a family. Yeah. And I think they're, I think she's right. I think so. It's just, it'd be so crazy to, you know, everybody has this perception of them. And yeah. it's like, how do you believe something like that when you've known this for so long? Or you believed something for so long when yeah. they tell you the total opposite. It's, I, I'm curious how the other High Lords will react mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. Well, and Reese kind of warns that in some ways he's worried that they'll be angry. Mm-hmm. Um, especially um, as it relates to her powers. Yeah. And so they kind of agree to keep keep most of the powers hidden. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay to, like, show the, like, night court-related ones. Right. But everything else, we're going to keep it on the down low. Mm-hmm. Which I think is an interesting choice. I know. I was like, you're being honest about everything else. What's the... I mean, granted, I know that, like, if Baron knew that she yeah. had his powers, then he'd want to kill her. So I get it in that regard. But it's like... Tarquin probably already knows that you have some kind of water power or something yes. because it's like you broke in to this place that was guarded by wards that only the High Lord of Summer Court would be able to get into, and it's like you got in. So yeah, clearly you have some kind of High Lord of Summer Court power. Yeah, so like just, if they thought about it long enough, they could probably fit, figure it out. Right, but I don't know. Um, and then. Thera asks about, like, Miriam and Dracon, if there's been mm-hmm. any, like, update on that. And he says there's still no sign of them or their army, um, yeah. which is unfortunate. It really is. 
And then, you know, we all deal with stress in different ways. Mm -hmm. So Feyre decides that sexy time is a great way Mm -hmm. to de-stress. And I think it's just to remind them that they're alive. Yeah. So I I thought it was sweet. It was sweet. But I do want to cue the sexy time music. Yes. Because (laughs) the... I feel like this quote is like jokingly quoted mm-hmm. constantly on TikTok, on Tumblr, whatever it is. And it is that his growls of pleasure filled the tent, drowning out the distant cries of the injured and dying. And it just, <laughs> it always makes me giggle just yes. a little bit. I'm like, not not the most well-placed moment, Feyre and Reese, but we understand. Mm-hmm. It, it is what it is. But, um, anywho, that just, it made me laugh. I just think about all the random TikToks I've seen. <laughs> um, anywho. So, eventually, um, I think it's the next morning, mm-hmm. they get and they go back to Valaris. Yep. And Amran stayed behind in all of this. She was looking after Nesta, Elaine, and the city. Mm-hmm. And when they get there, Nesta and Amran are downstairs continuing their studying. And Nesta immediately is like, what happened? Um, but then I, I just thought it was funny. Reese goes, there was a battle. We won. And Amran's like, we know that. <laughs> what happened with Tarquin? <laughs> and um, Feyre goes, well, he didn't slaughter us on sight. So things went decently. <laughs> I like the positive outlook. I know. Um, but then Nessa says, where is he? <laughs> Reese says, who? She says, Cassian. <laughs> I didn't think I'd ever heard the, his name from her lips. Cassian had always been him or that one. And Nessa had been pacing in the foyer as if she was worried. I opened my mouth, but more beat me to it. He's busy. I'd never heard her voice so sharp, icy. Nesta held Moore's stare. Her jaw tightened, then relaxed, then tightened, as if fighting some battle to keep questions in. Moore didn't drop her gaze. <laughs> I really love this interaction I... with Moore and Nesta. I love it, too. Because I totally understand where Moore's coming from. Like, why yes. should she be so pissed? Nesta's a total, like, dick to Cassian all the time. What right do you have to be concerned about right. his well-being now that he's gone? It's like, yes. why can't you treat him like a decent person? Then you can have the right to be worried about where he is. Absolutely. So. But also, she's worried about him. I know. <laughs> budding. It's budding. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Um, let's see. Uh, so eventually... I think more vanishes to go and like figure out the stuff with the high lords because they're now meeting in three days. Yep. And Reese, um, and or no, Amran and Nesta kind of like go back to their studies. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting where as they they kind of like leave to go into the next room, mm-hmm. and Feyre hears Amran whispering to her. Mm-hmm. Amran tells her, Cassian has gone to war many times, girl. He is in general of Reese's forces for nothing. This battle was a skirmish compared to what lies ahead. He's likely visiting the families of the fallen as we speak. He'll be back before the morning. And I just, I think Amran there is like being really nice to Nesta. And yeah. I just really appreciated her being like, I understand your worry, but it's okay. And here's why. Yeah. Like, that definitely was, like, number two vibes right there. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, Nesta's response is, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And it's like... You do. You, you clearly... You asked, where is he? 
seriously. You care. She's just embarrassed again. Yep. Um, regardless, uh, Reese and Vera now um, are together. And they're speaking their minds. And she says, take me to the prison right now. And it says, Reese asked no questions. And I'm like, I'm asking questions. Why, Why are we going to the prison? <laughs> what do you need at the prison? You were just there. Like, are we seeing the bone carver again? For what purpose? Is there something else? You don't have the mirror. No. So. What bone do they have this time? That's my question. Know. Oh, yeah. Like, Let's see. <laughs> Reese is just like hitting closet of bones. Reese walks into the bone closet. Which one should I grab this time? <laughs> Am I feeling this? this bone or this bone um anywho that's so funny um so next week we're gonna do chapters 40 through 44 Mm -hmm. and this is the time the high lord we're finally meeting the high lord are gonna come together in this next set of chapters so get ready for it i'm so excited so that's it um hope you guys enjoyed we'll talk to you next week bye bye Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at, at @fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.